Hey, this is Rainy. Welcome to another episode of Fatty Loose Children, a podcast by me. It's a nod to my shero, Fannie Lou Hamer, a voting rights and civil rights activist, born in rural Mississippi in 1917. So we talk to people who work to exact change in their communities and to find solutions. And sometimes we do these solo segments um, with our thoughts and our musings from happenings uh, from day to day and just decide that, um, you know, it needs to be a part of the uh, segment, part of the podcast. I think about the fact that we work, as we work for our communities to make it better, we also have to work to make the people in our communities better as well. It's the only way we can make the communities better is to help the people become better. And so um, I am forming an organization called uh, Black Women's Land Network. And um, I won't say a lot about it here. I won't, um, you know, get into this because I want to get into the podcast segment. Um, it's about black women. It, 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 it really brings together black women who want to be investors not so much real estate agents, but people who want to invest in land, who want to, um, you know, industry leaders in land uh, from all over the world um, as a as an organization. And we'll talk more about it. I'll, I'll say more about it. But anyway, I met a lot of women in in the in in the um, throes of, of of contacting people and people contacting me and getting this group put together. So we've been meeting periodically. And we, you know, we talk about um, surveys, we talk about architecture, we talk about, I'm even about to start a class um, in construction uh, so that, you know, when we're dealing with donors, when we're getting these uh, grants and trying to develop land and things like that for our community to establish our own communities, that uh, it'll just be something that, that um, you know, a lot of us can you know know that you know we we just know a little bit about what we're trying to do. Anyway, because we're all mothers, though, it was very very interesting some of the conversations that were going on last night. Because we're all mothers, we kind of have experienced the same things. And I just want to say this: it seems that, and this is for the black community, is what I'm talking about right now because of the way we were reared. Um, it seems that there are more people that need to be women, that need to be, need, need a friend or need someone to talk to about things off of um, as it pertains to their children. And uh, so they knew I was taking notes. They knew that I was going to have a few comments. They knew I was going to ask questions. And we kind of all sat around in a round table and kind of discussed some things. And so um, it has come to me that there is a real, we can't say that the enemy is busy to destroy the black family when it comes to men. The enemy knows who's, 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 heading a lot or most of black families. Now, I'm not taking anything away from black men. I'm saying, and I will say again, the enemy knows who is the head of black families in a sense, because a lot of times men are there, but they're not working. So 
women are the ones who are rearing and they're the ones who are um, leaving um, words of affirmation or whatever words there are for their children. So because of that reason, I'm going to be doing some segments on this topic because it's really important. I realized after last night how important it, important it was to get the word out to mothers whose beautiful faces show the smiles on their faces and they're dealing with some things going on internal when it comes to their children, especially their girl children. And they just need words of affirmation they just need somebody to tell them that, that, that they're okay and they did a good job. So it's pretty common that, I think it's just a common concept, we all know this, that even when girls don't know who their fathers are and one day he shows up, let's say, girls are more open apt to receiving their fathers to being there in their lives they don't even question they don't care what happened they just you know and um and conversely i i know as women we kind of coddle our boy children and it's because whether it's subconscious or whatever in the back of our minds we're taught that to uplift the black man and do him no harm because the world treats him bad enough. That's true. That's true. But it doesn't mean we can forget about the ones who were there. Now, this is not a plea for any child to respect their parent if it's not in them. The worst thing anybody wants is, when I, well, let me take that back. Respect on paper. Everybody wants that. But what I'm saying is, I don't know any parent who goes around saying all the time, respect me, respect me, respect me. More than likely, their actions show it. But see, here's the thing. People don't know. Um, they don't care that you're the one that loved them. They don't care that you're the one that reared them. They don't care that you're the one who didn't talk about the fathers badly to them because they knew one day they would have relations. They don't care about that. Because between childhood and adulthood, they've settled in to what they want to believe anyway. But pay close attention to women who go out of their way, who gave up everything, who who did what uh, put to their children, what their parents didn't do for them. Now, as an aside, I'm going to use this as an example. I remember as a child, um, my mother left to go to California after I was born to take care of her father who was ill at the time and left me with her mother, of course. Back then, women didn't fly back and forth all the time and you know, it wasn't social media. It wasn't. It was only one way to um, contact family in town or out of town. And some of those phones may have even had party lines. But anyway, I remember my mother calling her mother to give her, I guess, updates. And it, the calls didn't come in that often. But I remember as a child, see, some things are just cemented, crying on the phone 
because I had to hear my grandmother ask my mother, you don't want to talk to your daughter? She's crying on the phone to talk to you. Now, I was raised by my grandmother. I was safe, secure, and I knew I was loved. But as a child, so what did I do after that? Some, yeah, she, sometimes she would say, okay, I just didn't believe that a person needed to be prodded to say hello to their child. I'm not using this as an example for anything because my mother was young and she had to learn some things too. What I'm saying is that at that time that stayed with me. So, but not only did it stay with me, I carried it with me. So what happened as a result of just that? This is just an example. I vowed to never leave my children. Simple. Because I knew what it felt like because I love my children. I did not want them to experience that. So remembering things is okay. I'm here today to tell mothers they are perfect, that they are wonderful, and that they, receive, they get credit for raising their children if they did nothing else. They get credit, and we are on a mission to make mothers stand out because I don't think mothers get enough credit. Now, who has time to stand and relish in credit? For, for credit of raising their children no one but when children are saying certain things like you don't get credit then I'm here to say that's not true okay and that happens when I listen to these women this is happening so I'm not going to say a lot about what happened but this is what we came up with print those texts print those emails print a copy of those voice recordings save them because see here's what mothers do you know your children make you upset because your love stands above everything your love is on the shelf just waiting for reasons to be used so children make you mad you get upset but you're still going to love them you're still going to break your neck you're still going to turn around you're going to do that's what mothers do now we can't expect that from people but People can't expect it from us. And that's fine. Be the kind of mother you are. But never let anyone, especially your children, critique you. Well, let them do it, but don't take it to heart. Don't take it with you. Know who you are. Know what you've done. We're going to, we have, we have, a, have a lot of information that was captured last night in our meeting. And I plan to uh, talk about, talk about all of it. And um, so, so, oh, 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 and one more thing. <clears throat> I got a newsflash for most people. Your children don't belong to you. They don't. Your job is to mold them to give them back to, to the world. It's just that who they are out there. Is why you do what you do so that when they so we got to stop holding on to these kids to a point where they belong to us they don't let them you know let you know they, they we're raising them for the world we're gonna do our best we're gonna be good mothers but when we learn that this is more than just child versus parent or daughter versus mother or son versus father see I want to help us 
I want to help mothers. I want to help communities, our communities. I want to make mothers feel good. I want to let mothers know the truth. They don't really belong to us. They're, they're loaned to us by God to put out there in the world. So when they say you don't get credit for raising me, well, that's just a, a, a angry person talking. They mad about some of stuff. It, it ain't you because see, they can't be mad at the person who reared them and not mad at the person who did, who did. Okay. But this, I know once you come to the realization of who you are, so you got to let them go because now you faced with, with now, what am I going to do? Because you know what? A lot of us, most mothers spend their whole lives thinking about you know, it's not a day goes by as a parent that you don't wake up in the morning thinking about your children. I mean, as I'm, I'm going to say mother because I, I, I'm a mother. That's how I know. Everything you do, every move you made have been about them. Think about how old they are. It's always been about them. You, net, you put your stuff to the side. You put your stuff on hold. Let me tell you something. Things are going to happen until we learn how to Stop putting ourselves last and how to stop putting us on hold. Once you come to the realization of who you self, who you are, who self is, okay, you have to first know who you are to understand your adult children. Because once you understand your children, then you'll know who and what and why and when. Okay? You'll know why they say the things they do and why they act the way they do. It ain't about you. It could be your resolve. It could it could be a lot of things. I mean, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna, you know, get into all of those because we got some more segments added to it but I'm just saying that uh, know who you are you ain't gonna you're not gonna have time to know who you are once you're still confounded with what's going on in this child's life and what's going on in that child's life and running over here to assist here still trying to be relevant in your child's life and at the day steadily telling you to push back go away I as uh, my example is I raised my girls and I remember saying this to them one day. If you ever got a choice to make between me and your sister, choose your sister. I remember, I remember that because I'm reminded of it constantly. You know, in my spirit, just it comes up. And so I remember that. I wanted to be so selfless and I wanted them to be so close and so loving and so kind because that wasn't promoted when I was growing up. I wasn't told to, you know, nobody was was told to, I don't remember it. And again, I'm not taking anything away, but I'm not been allowing this on this on this episode here now. That's part of me being free. I don't remember anybody saying, teaching love for each other. Now, I don't know if parents did that. They probably had too much too many other things to do to teach and just didn't think they had to I'm still saying everybody needs different things so the things that I felt like I could have used 
I turned it around and tried to promote it within my family, within, you know, between my children. That's why we do the things we do. And another thing, one of the reasons parents have such a good memory, especially when they have adult children now and they throw things back up at them, is because ugh, the love you have for them won't let you really bring these things up because there you are again as a parent worrying about how they're going to feel knowing that things may be hurtful so you look kind of uh, like a problem sometimes but people don't understand you holding back not that you're remembering to hold on but that you're giving people a chance to calm down and settle down because they really can't ain't going to be able to take what you have to say that all has to do with the, with the, with the parent loving their children anyway I want to continue on with this I'm going to end this recording and through the day I'm going to add um, segments to this and we're going to heal and we're going to um, uh, uh, get these families together and we're going to have a good time while we do it. Mothers, you're beautiful. You're wonderful. Take all the credit you need for raising your children. You know how hard it was. You know, you, you know, you know what you sacrificed. Don't let anybody tell you anything. Don't let anybody touch on the subject of motherhood with you because only a mother knows why she did what she did and so, and still doing. So, um, stay tuned for another segment to this a little later on.